0: Daily Answer, I'm your host, Mark Cunningham. Today's episode, you might say Genesis 4 and the beast at the door. After Adam and Eve forfeit paradise, they have relations and they have two children, Cain and Abel. I'm impressed that I don't think we have Adam really saying anything after Genesis 3, but we do have Eve Eve is recorded as thanking God or crediting God for the ability to have these children. I have gotten a man child with the help of the Lord. Genesis 4 verse 1. That's very encouraging that Eve has not lost her faith even after being expelled from the garden. And now life doesn't cooperate with you as it once did. Again, it says she gave birth to Abel, and it describes what Abel did and what Cain did, and also it points out that in the course of time, Cain brought an offering, and Abel brings an offering, and Cain's offering is rejected, and Abel's offering is accepted. Commentators often speculate All about like, well, why was, you know, I I remember, I think it was the the years ago, the movie, The Bible, directed by John Huston, kind of insinuated that Cain was skimpy or uh, he kind of scrimped on a sacrifice. He put some grain out there and then kind of took some back for himself. But you know what? The Bible really answers the question of why the sacrifices are accepted or why Cain's is rejected. The book of hebrews chapter 11 verse 4 it says by faith abel offered a more pleasing sacrifice than cain and romans 10 17 says that faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of god that is faith does not drop from the sky faith is not a feeling or something that just suddenly comes upon you that you have to wait for faith is the result of hearing god's word and examining the evidence and having a good and honest heart and being convicted by that evidence and Faith hears God's word. Faith obeys. And that's clearly the pattern of Hebrews chapter 11. Noah, when commanded to build an ark, does just that. And Abraham, when he is commanded to either leave his homeland or offer up a son, promptly obeys. So, Abel offered what God commanded. Faith comes by hearing God's word. Faith does what scripture says. Faith does what God says. Cain Did something else. Cain came up with his own sort of sacrifice. Cain, you might say it was an ad lib. It was a substitution. He just, he changed the rules and that's why God rejected it. Notice that Cain is not an atheist. He is not an unbeliever. Neither is he totally depraved. He is there worshiping God. He just wants to do it in his own way. he forgets that worship is about God, not about himself. He wanted to offer what he wanted. It's one of those scenarios where a man buys his wife a birthday or anniversary present that he wants rather than she wants. You know, if she wants a k- KitchenAid mixer, don't be, don't be getting her a drill instead. And faith respects that worship is about God. And so, if God says, "Hey, here's what I want," like in Ephesians five nineteen, I want you to sing. I want you to make melody in your heart. Well, then, faith says, "Okay, that's what we'll do," because it's about you and it's not about me. Well, it's obvious that one sacrifice was accepted, one was rejected. There was some sort of outward manifestation because Cain immediately, immediately knows that he has been, he's been rejected for that offering. He had, God had no regard. Verse five. So Cain became very angry, and his countenance fell. I, I boy, talk about a Typical response. In the book of Proverbs, it talks about the foolishness of man. In Proverbs 19, verse 3, the foolishness of man subverts his own way and he rages against the Lord. That is, instead of getting angry at himself and saying, oh, what what, what, was I thinking? Why did I think that would work? Why did I not obey? Uh, instead of looking to self and getting angry because you did not obey God, you get angry at God. Well, you know, I'm, I'm all upset here. I'm bent out of shape. And it's like, well, if you just kind of stop doing what's stupid, you know, things would work out. And that's what's going on here. His countenance fell. That is from his facial expression. You could clearly see, in that, see that Cain was angry. And he was not hiding the anger in the way that he looked. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Great question. Ah, great question. A question that we need to ask ourselves, why are we upset? You know, you're kind of bent out of shape one day. Why am I angry? I have a good life. I am blessed. Uh, I, am, I am being treated better than I deserve. Why am I bent out of shape right now? Do I have unrealistic expectations? Am I my own worst enemy? Am I shooting myself in the foot? You know, why are you angry? Boy, that's a great to go and evaluate, like, what's the real source of our our anger? Instead of trying to pin it on others or circumstances or things like that. And why is your countenance fallen? If you do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? Ah, the step back. The step back to feeling good again and being in the sunshine and being in the sunlight. It is a step that Cain knows. Notice God does not treat Cain as he is incapable of doing anything right. Uh, The whole idea of total hereditary depravity. Boy, if that is true, then Cain and Abel should have been the ones who got the big shot of it. And Cain is not totally depraved. Cain is able to do what is right. Cain is viewed as having free will in these verses. If you do well, if you do not do well. And also Cain understands what the path back looks like. That is, Cain knows what the original instruction was for the sacrifice. Hey, just just offer to God what you were told to offer. Correct it bring yourself back in line and guess what you'll be feeling better right away that is Cain, you can correct this so quickly you can be back in the sunshine and back in a good moon and back feeling good about yourself in no time does it does it doesn't take years to get back from this and, and i'm impressed by that in the bible it talks about you know I, these things are written so that we may not sin. But if we do sin, we have an advocate. First John chapter two, verses one and two, and that we can own up and repent and pray, and we can be right. If we're a Christian, be right there back in the light. That we don't have to spend all this time in darkness and misery and brooding and etc. Um, get back in the light, Cain. It's so it, it's so unnecessary what you did doesn't make any sense who do you think you are calling the shots on what's an acceptable sacrifice boy we need a lesson on that one so many people the denominations today think that they can come before God ignore what the Bible says and just offer God anything they like that they deem to be worship and God is bound to accept that and not the case Leviticus chapter 10 verses 1 through 2, the example of Nadab and Abihu, they offered unauthorized fire. They offered something that they had no book chapter and verse for. There was no command that said they couldn't do it. The thing is, there was not a command that said they could. They had no positive authority for what they did, and they are struck dead. And that was an act, and that was in the the category of offering God worship that he has not requested. Well, But then it says, if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door like a beast, like some wild animal, some wild hungry animal, and Cain is the prey. And its desire is for you, and not in a good way. But you must master it. Cain has the choice. The ball's in your court now. Now, sin is crouching at the door. Cain has already sinned. That is, Cain has already offered unauthorized worship or worship that he's altered or done something with he's ad-libbed etc he has not offered what God has commanded he's offered what he has wanted to do but the next step and and he can get back it's almost like that Cain is uh at the top of a staircase and he's taken one or two steps down and when God says if you do well he, he can he can take a step that brings him back right up to where he needs to be at the top of the staircase But the next step that he takes can be a really big step where he does not go just one more step down, where he goes multiple steps, like he just takes one giant leap. And that's the warning here. Cain, you're already in sin. You're already on the other side. But the next step you take is going to be really crucial. It can be a step that brings you right back into the light. Or it's like it can be a step that plunges you into the darkness. Some lessons here. Do not think that every step away from God is the same distance. We see this with David in Second Samuel chapter 11, where we have a step of, well, we look upon a woman. We lust after her. We don't, we don't turn her eyes away. Okay, that's one step. We inquire about her. That's another step. Yeah, she's married. She's married to one of your most faithful and loyal soldiers, Uriah the Hittite, okay? At that point, David could say, all right, off limits, not interested. The next step that David takes is a step far bigger than simply looking and desiring and inquiring. The next step is adultery, and the step after that is murder, and that goes down real quick. That doesn't take years for that to happen. And so be very careful about thinking that you can just take small steps away from God and you're still going to remain the same person and you're going to still have your values and you're going to still know who you are and you're not going to go all crazy or anything like that. Well, look what happens to Cain. The text then said that Cain told his brother, Cain told Abel his brother, that is verse 8. And it came about that when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Whoa, whoa, slow down. Uh, first of all, that's one of the proofs that the Bible's inspired, just the sheer, I mean, what, how do you trim that verse down anymore? It—it it, it is just the, the sheer brevity of the passage. Well, what did they talk about? I think it's rather obvious what they talked about. They talked about the Cain's interaction with God, what God said to him. And I think it's pretty clear, knowing the character of Abel, that Abel was a righteous man who did things by faith. Abel sided with God. Abel did not sign with Cain. A- Abel did not say, you know, God can be pretty unreasonable. And I think he just needs to appreciate what you did. And he needs to be grateful that he has you. No, a- a- Abel says, Cain, what were you thinking? I mean, the command was clear. What What made you? I mean, God is right. God is right. Stop resisting God you need to take care of this you need to make it right and so we go from a conversation to murder murdering your own brother nonetheless that was that big step okay at that point we're devoured and notice it's not it's not small little steps away from God it's one step and then one giant leap away from God I've seen this happen to a number of people, you know, they they're a member of a good sound congregation and then they end up going to like a congregation that's really not sound. Then they end up going to a congregation that's really kind of moving away from God. Then they end up going out into some religious body that really has nothing to do with the New Testament church. And sometimes you find out they're not going anywhere. They don't believe what they were told anymore. They're doing things directly opposed to what they used to believe they're in the world and you go like man how did that happen what well, can happen very easily anytime any movement away from god sin is crouching at the door wanting to devour you any 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 movement at all be careful of believing that you can dabble in sin and remain unaffected god shows up god shows up and says where, where, where's Abel, your brother of course god knows where he is but god is confronting the sinner this gives Cain a chance to own up and say, well, I murdered him, and I repent, and I'm I, uh, I'm willing to accept whatever punishment comes my way. That, that that would be a great way to respond, but he does not. It's the smart, Alec answer. Am I my brother's keeper? It's kind of like a meme that Cain gives to God. You know, Hollywood, you can insert your laugh track now, <laughs> but it's not funny, nothing funny about it. Because God said, your brother's blood is crying from the ground for vengeance and for justice. I know exactly what you've done. And guess what? You're not going to get away with anything. And you haven't made anything better. And I think the great lesson here is, why does Cain kill Abel? Well, if you're not going to do what the Bible says, if you're not going to live a godly life, and you are surrounded by people or someone who is living a godly life, then as long as that person is there, you're going to feel horrible about yourself because they constantly remind you of your shortcomings and of your rebellion. And so the only way that you think that you can feel better about yourself and not repent is that you have to destroy the ideal. You have to destroy Abel. And that's what he did. Be very careful about destroying the ideal. Look what happens to Cain after he destroys the ideal uh, he becomes a wanderer and a vagabond, and his descendants are a train wreck, and nothing good comes from it. And God rejects that line and starts over with Seth. No, no hope, no salvation, no redemption, no goodness comes out of Cain's line. It just vanishes in the history, so to speak, and we're, and we're left with one of his descendants boasting about killing man, or he would, or what he would do if someone tried to hurt him. To his two wives there we go yeah that's something to be proud of cain boy you really you really help your descendants so be careful about stepping away from god um do not do not bind to this idea that there's no way that you can live a godly life that every christian's a hypocrite and that no one is really a godly person do not destroy the ideal also do not destroy the ideal that we can restore the new testament church that the new testament church exists on the earth today and that there are churches that are pleasing god that god has no condemnation for like in the book revelation keep those ideals keep striving for keep striving to be blameless harmless a child of god and keep striving for how you're supposed to conduct yourself in god's household first timothy 3 15. that is to speak as the bible speaks 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 11, to be the church that Jesus established. Keep those ideals, because if you destroy those ideals, which is easy, that's the lazy way out, that's the cowardly way out. You will not remain the same person. You will go the way of Cain, and you'll become a twisted, perverted version of yourself. Cain complains about his punishments greater than he can bear, but he will bear it. God treats Cain with mercy. He doesn't take his life. You know, the criminal is always worried about what's going to happen to him. And then finally, I think the thing that really strikes me in this section, Cain is told that he's going to be a wanderer and a vagabond upon the earth. And then the text says he builds a city. And some people might say, well, he got away from it. He got away with it. No, just because you build a city doesn't mean you stay there. It says, yeah, he built a city and had wife and had offspring, but it doesn't say that he stayed there. Cain will remain restless for the rest of his life, looking for that vague happiness, fulfillment, contentment, as all sinners do. Whether it's in projects, whether it's in pleasure or alcohol or relationships or money, but he will never find it because he went out from the presence of the Lord And when you go out from the presence of the Lord, you are basically doomed to a life of wandering for the rest of your life and never arriving. I'm Mark Dunnigan for The Daily Answer. Until next time, we'll see you in the funny papers.